This episode is brought to you by patreon.com slash sbfvgs. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 116. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the Platinum Pit Viper, Lopez. Pit Viper? Now what's all this about? (laughs) Just got a P in it, or is there a meaning behind it? It's got a P, well, (laughs) because Ruben, you know, of Ruben's VR Corner. I do, right. he he has a theory that you are part reptilian, and I don't know why, but yeah, yeah. so I gave you a, a reptilian name. So there, there you go. go. I love it. And it all makes sense. <laughs> right. And he also thinks I'm a robot for some reason. Yep. And also that other voice you're hearing is David might make it to the show, Tate. Hey, I'm here. I made it. <laughs> yeah. I kicked right. everyone out of my house. Get out of here. You Get know, out. I had I had people over, but they're gone now. So we're we're good. We're ready to go. All right. And also very honored to be joined tonight by super guest friend Nick Semi-Regular Sutner. Yes, I earned it. I'm a semi-regular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. I know. I wanna, you know, I don't want to be like rare or regular, so it's like that sweet spot right in between. <laughs> so I mean, how does it no, feel? You finally I'm, achieved your dreams of being well, semi-regular. <laughs> that's true. Although I guess the dream is five because then I get the jacket as the thing. Oh, the yeah. That's the five-timers club. Yeah. Five-timers club. Yeah, exactly. Also, semi-regular, you know, I some people might be assuming that it has to do with you know bowel regularity, oh. but really, oh, I'm very it's... regular. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wonderful! There you have it. Uh-huh. You heard it here first. Well, thank folks. you for having me back. It's, uh, I'm I'm already enjoying myself. So uh, mm, mm. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Thanks yeah, come yeah, welcome. Yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> the goal is five time five timers club in the year 2019. Got it. Nice. I'm into it. So yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. So yeah, and now you've achieved um, tenure, as oh, they say, right. after oh. three appearances. So now that's why you get a nickname. So there you go. As that, you, that doesn't mean you're gonna keep paying me out. I don't have to come on the show. <laughs> no. That, well, you, you'll get paid exactly what you've been paid okay. so far. <laughs> what all? Just get paid. Continue. <laughs> It's locked yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight, with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what are you gentlemen playing at? I say we let Nick go first. Yeah, oh have my, at it. Me. Uh, all right. Well, I, I haven't been playing as much recently as I would hope to have some fun topics fresh in mind. Although <laughs> last night I did hop into Tetris 99 for, Ooh, uh, for a bit. Me too. It's so yeah. good. Have you guys talked about it much yet? Because I don't want to. No, no, no. Okay. no, we no. Haven't. Cool. Um, yeah, I, it is good, but I feel like it's mostly good because the concept's very good. I feel like the mm. execution is about as minimal as they could have possibly done. That's true. In, <laughs> yeah, in that's that very it, like, true. It works, but it has zero like on ramp or or tutorial or mm-hmm. anything. Um, okay, and it's very ugly. Uh, and <laughs> wow. The yeah. Even like the the basic uh, like stat screen, I wouldn't mind knowing things as like things such as like what is my average rank. But Tetris ninety nine isn't interested in showing me the information I want. Um, <laughs> I uh, also have no idea what the ranks really give you. There's no like unlockables or anything like that. Yeah, I guess your number goes up maybe. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I do. I do. I found it very fun still, and I played a bunch last night. And like I think my second match, I was like number three, and then. 
uh, I dropped down to the fifties for a while and then I got back up to the teens. So I don't, I have no oh, idea how okay. I am. Um, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> however, I apparently was talking to some other friends earlier today and there was the whole sort of competitive layer of the game that I was not understanding because the game doesn't tell you anything about it. Where you're supposed <laughs> to be sort of focusing on when you want to like KO other opponents to send yeah. more blocks to them and all that stuff. So I, like I'm pretty good at Tetris overall. So I was just playing like, as best Tetris as I could and trying to mm -hmm. fight off the incoming blocks, but, um, which I did all right at, but I, there was no way I was going to like get the number one without factoring in the whole other half of the game really. So I'll yeah. be paying attention yeah. to that next time. Yeah. We, we have a uh, know it man in the chat and he said, I just wish it had instructions. <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Cause it's not, I mean, I guess it wants to be maybe this, well, uh, the the optimistic side of me wants to think like oh it wants to be this uh sort of like dark souls-esque non-traditional multiplayer experience where they want people to go online and discuss this sort of thing in in hushed tones in communities and like learn <laughs> the secrets together but like yeah, it's not, all the, it's just all the playground with yeah. like another complex layer over it and and this is mostly for a more casual audience in some sense um and to on-ramp people into nintendo's online service so mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i don't know the best i don't i, I, I don't know if the best on-ramp is like hey remember Tetris? Well, now you're not sure how to play part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a good pitch. Yeah. I like it. That's probably, that's probably how the I wish they would do, uh, I wish they would do uh, Battle Royale in Tetris Effect. So you yes. could do it in VR. Yes. That Ooh. would be sweet. Yeah, Maybe you could that. see like all these other Tetris things off in the distance. Mm -hmm. You know, that'd be, that'd be really cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's weird because those products are like very, very different. Obviously still based on the same like core Tetris, but one is like this mm -hmm. free thing that can only be done because you have this huge volume of players and it's done mm -hmm. again sort of bare minimum aesthetics. Whereas the other mm -hmm. is this very like loving mastercrafted aesthetic uh, with a ton of content, yeah. but you know can't quite provide the same multiplayer thrill so it's yeah it's weird yeah. i'm glad it exists and i'm enjoying it but it's just a really weird thing that i'm a bit frustrated by uh because i feel like sometimes this is sort of i don't know this is like nintendo's mo of like we're gonna do this thing that's like a really great concept and therefore it's still good but like it could be so much better mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. that's that's nintendo in a nutshell wait tetris not uh, going all the way with an online uh service <laughs> yeah what? nintendo, nintendo about? almost getting it right with <laughs> online service <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Sounds like Nintendo to me. Yeah. Um, are you Are you enjoying it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's okay. Uh, like you said, there's a whole lot that I just feel like I'm not getting, and I don't know if I'm able to get it. Like, mm -hmm. like playing Tetris to the point where blocks start falling really fast is like something I'm not like. That's already stressful enough as it is. I don't know if my brain has any <laughs> extra capacity to start. Like, okay, now I need to target this guy. Oh, look at this guy. His thing's really high. Like, I I don't think I I don't think I have that capacity. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is i feel like i like i said I, I'm, I'm proud of my tetra skills i'm pretty good at it and uh and because i'm good at it like i'm paying i mean i'm paying a lot of attention and i'm playing like as fast as i can and very efficiently but that means i don't have like brain time to spare for that other layer where you have to yeah, be like exactly targeting and choosing abilities so yeah. i don't really know how to balance that i guess it's just sort of learning a new skill but it's weird i feel like I almost wish it we were like a like I was jumping into a lower playing field until I learned that and then I could graduate. Mm. But that's again, there's no, you know, modes are not of interest to this game. It's like <laughs> skill based matchmaking. You better, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm I'm holding out for Dr. Mario Battle Royale. Oh my that's, goodness. that's what I want. I, I, I want to dump I want to dump pills on people. They're releasing, the, day. Uh, they're releasing the iOS one uh, this year, oh. right? They announced like a new Dr. Mario, but I, uh, yeah. I'd be surprised if it was that. Um, yeah. That would be amazing, but though. I would like it. But I, I wonder if this is going to be sort of part of the beginning of a new 
wave of more casual accessible battle royale games because that's Mm. it needs to exist there's a ton of people i think that are Mm -hmm. not like you know gamers enough in a sense uh that are gonna like play Fortnite ever because it's far too complex and overwhelming but you have a basic tetris vocabulary and so you can imagine a bunch of like other retro arcade games um taken to to a wider audience so be cool my my mom even tried it and she'll never play Fortnite, but she wanted to try some tetris nice you know battle royale tetris 99 i guess is what it's called but yeah um yeah uh yeah, so anything else you've been playing um i've been <laughs> again this was this, this one's not super topical but i've been playing prey from i think oh. two years oh, ago yeah yeah okay oh, yeah did All you right. guys play it back at the nope. time it did yep okay oh mike did of course mike did mike plays everything not everything and he usually platinums everything too <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'd always heard it was really good, and I think it is mm-hmm. super good. And I, you know, you know me, I'm not like Mr. I don't play a ton of AAA stuff. Um, and when I do, it's usually, I usually play sort of the latest, greatest, whatever. So, like, it felt sort of nice going back to something, too, that has like this cult following. Or not, I mean, it was. <laughs> As, it feels a weird thing where I think it's sort of the current like double A industry that sort of died out. Like Prey yeah. is one of the closest things we've gotten to that probably this generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really good. It's uh, like it it starts in an interesting way where you're just this character in your apartment and your world gets sort of turned inside out and the whole context of the game changes. And then as you've seen from all trailers and stuff, you're on a space station um, and just sort of walking around hunting these mimics that change into different pieces of furniture and stuff. But um, I think what I like about it most is that it really allows me to play like in character and not feel weird about it. Like when I'm digging through all the drawers and just picking up random objects, like, like we tend to do in every game, mm-hmm. this actually yeah. <laughs> like contextualizes it and lets you do stuff with that. So you find these big oh. recycling matter machines that lets you like dump a bunch of stuff into it. Uh, and depending on sort of the base resources of the stuff, whether it's organic, like biomass or whatever manufactured stuff, it will sort of give you a different resource that then you can buy, uh, to, uh, like ammo and med med kits and stuff if you found like the blueprints for them so mm. it just sort of has a nice like feeling of like feeding everything in the world back into its own systems um and doesn't cool. feel like anything is really like wasted it feels like it's respectful of my time in that way and if i'm going to go explore some little niche and find some stuff it's still going to reward me for that um mm. but That's cool. uh yeah michael what was your experience with it i mean i really liked it i got kind of bioshock vibes off of it when i mm-hmm. when i first started it um but it's it's definitely its own thing um i really liked the um sort of the branching abilities you can you know uh i don't think this is very spoilery but like you can essentially very much like bioshock sort of uh take on new abilities Mm -hmm. and the game i thought was very very thoughtful in that like if you take on more alien like abilities certain um uh, like things inside the station, like turrets and things like that, that, that are made to protect you kind of mm. start turning against you. So you just have to play that balancing act of like, well, is this ability worth the game being a little bit harder for me to do this really cool thing? Or do I want to mm, yeah. maybe just take, you know, more engineering skills and yeah. just beef up the skills I've already got. Um, That's cool. That's it, yeah. a really cool approach to gameplay. Yeah, that's really smart. And I could, I, I, I'm not there yet. I think we're at the point where I'm getting alien powers. I'm still unlocking like maybe the human powers tree. But mm. oh, that totally spoilers. makes sense. I, I knew it goes there. But um, <laughs> yeah. but it's also interesting because I can see these like layered systems on the game. And I know that you backtrack a lot in the game and revisit spaces. Mm-hmm. And you can see that like, well, there's this, this broken turret. If I have a hacking skill, I can like 
uh, or I have a repair skill, I can repair it, or I can hack it, or I can pick it up and move it. So clearly, a lot like everything has several dimensions to interacting with it. So it's 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 exciting to hear that like there's this other dimension that maybe will turn against me at some point. Yeah. So that, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. and it's completely yeah. optional, and that's that's what I like. Just like I said, it, it respects the way that you want to play the game. Um, right, right. The, those those abilities start to become available to you not not too far into the game, um, but my first run through, I didn't take advantage of any of them. I was kind of like, no, I'm, I'm going to, it's going to stick to the human route. Mm-hmm. See how this plays out. Nice. It's kind of um, specious yeah. of you, Mike. I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I'll probably keep going with that. I think, um, it's sort of hard to, like, I don't play through a lot of like 20, 30 hour games. So it's hard to imagine sure. that, but I'm liking it a lot so far. Um, and I was, I was That's just interesting. Checking. Cause I, I hadn't really, I hadn't really heard about that aspect of the game. I didn't play prey. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but it's interesting because that's uh, that reminds me because that's an arcane game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of here, you know, the things uh, that they did with Dishonored, where depending on how you played it, how you chose to play it, you know, these systems would come back to haunt you possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's that's smart. Those guys are clever. Mm-hmm. Those guys are clever. clever bunch. <laughs> I, I was also looking. Uh, sorry, my doorbell's ringing. Oh, um, that's okay. I think it's my produce delivery. Oh, nice. Oh, fancy. Big city. Hey. There they call them. Yeah, I do that sometimes, too. So <laughs> am I cool, too, guys? <laughs> Can you buzz in? Okay, yeah. She's got it. All right. Uh, Groceries. I'm also just, no, I'm just checking my phone to see if there was anything else I was playing. Um, I, start, I restarted Snakebird on my phone. I don't know if you guys have played it. No, um, I'm not no, even I'm familiar, familiar with it. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a... It's one that like John Blow was promoting a lot uh, a few mm. years ago, sort of like a Steven Sausage Roll, if you've heard of that too, of like no. these sort of um, very handcrafted, like many leveled uh, puzzle games that are like brutally difficult. Uh, and it's really cute. <laughs> You're like this little snake bird thing that like you can. And so I play it on my phone. It used to be like PC only. And now it's right because it, it's a really great fit for a phone because you just swipe around and you're on these little islands as the snake bird and you're just sort of moving through the environment with swipes uh, mm-hmm. in like a single screen and trying to get a piece of fruit and then get to the exit. And the first like three or four levels, you're like, oh, cool. I get it. This is pretty clever. I can't like double back on myself and I can't like I don't want to fall off into the water. So I just need to like take the right route. But then you hit the fifth level and you're like, OK, this game is impossible. Like the, the difficulty <laughs> ramp is just like exponential. Um, um, but it's so simple and there's only like it's like a five by five grid of spaces sometimes you can move um and so it really feels like you should be able to do it but it's really hard and it's just really brilliantly designed um nice so if you can hang with that sort of thing and not get too frustrated and i'm not sure where i'm at with that yet because i think that's why i fell off the first time uh <laughs> mm. super good and again like ios i think is the perfect platform for it so Snakebird, bird i highly recommend it nice, nice. yeah <clears throat> and that's otherwise just nice. Blunky as always because that's you know that's yeah <laughs> sure you are you're honor bound to Ooh. play Spelunky for all time yeah that's true so yeah <laughs> that's, that's um, probably right. most of it Mike Mike what, what have you been playing at sir so I've been pretty busy lately um played a little more a little more Apex um, so you've only played like 10 games this last only 10 games <laughs> yeah, yeah that makes sense um, <laughs> but I've been mostly focusing my time on uh Guacamelee 2 uh, uh, nice. It's been on the list for so long. I finally picked it up. I'm, mm-hmm. I think, five hours into it. Um, nice. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't know what to say about that game without spoiling all the best parts of it. It's incredible. <laughs> um, I mean, if you liked the first one, and, and why wouldn't you? Um, it's just like that, but more so. Um, one of my favorite things they've added to the game, um, and and you guys probably experienced this if you played it. Um, 
is they've taken a lot of uh, sections of the map and there's like these little like, almost like uh, traversal challenge rooms. Okay. And there was a little bit of this in the first one, but they like really blew this up. Like they're, they're literally okay. all of the map and like my favorite thing to do where you just yeah. like walk into a room and just like, they're just like, huh, what am I supposed to do in here? Yeah. <laughs> I just, loved like, those, those in the first game yeah. so much where, you know, you, you've got to like jump, double jump and then uppercut and then punch forward. And then maybe you'll meet, reach the platform <laughs> like using every last ability, you know, yeah, that's, they're and they're not really traversal abilities; they're combat. But it's uh, really cleverly done. Yeah, it's just a it's a fantastic game, and and it's it's really funny. Um, so my my daughter and I've been playing it together, um, and and we are just having a really good time with it. That's awesome. That's, that's, yeah, that's Elliot, Elliot, my son and I, we've been playing it too, enjoying the heck out of it. Um, he says he's now forever going to be a chicken. <laughs> he just like, he doesn't care about being any other form. <laughs> it's just chicken power, pollo power all the time. Was, uh, so. was the game out last time I was on the show? I don't think yeah. so. I think it was, was it? I think it was about to come out about or maybe, come out? maybe it just, just came out. out. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I do remember you talking about it. We mentioned it and like, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I, I helped out a little bit, like full disclosure, you know, like, uh, yeah, okay, just kind yeah. of dropping it. Yeah. So yeah, I know well, we at least talked about it. I don't know if it was out yet though. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it and then you're finding it funny. Cause I, yeah, I ended up writing probably, I don't know, 35 or 40% of it or something. That's um, awesome. Like a lot of <laughs> the awesome. ambient NBC stuff, especially as you're walking around and having silly conversations with people and hearing lots of dumb jokes and puns. So yeah. And those things are like, they're so silly, but like, they're really good. Um, I found one the other day that my wife, uh, was watching play and she was like, is that a Westworld reference? And I'm like, you bet it is. That's makes me so happy to hear because I was, so that actually was one of the last things that went into the game. Oh, really? this, it was pretty much after we had like locked down all the text and stuff. I was like, wait, why we got to have a Westworld reference. Uh, especially <laughs> yeah. at that time, it was like even more topical. And so I yeah. wrote up a little thing and I was like, can we have like a skeleton dressed in black, like somewhere in the game to say this mm-hmm. to you? And they were like, well, we'll see. And then like a month or two passed and then. And, and then they were like, oh, by the way, we were able to get that thing in the game. And I'd written these few lines that are all very cheesy, but I was pretty happy with them. <laughs> That's and, and awesome. Honestly, this is like because once in a while I'll look up online to see if people have talked about some of the references in it, because there's a lot of references like obscure references that I wrote, at least, and probably the other guys, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's not you know, there's not too much discussion around it, um, around that part of the games. And so you're the first person yeah. actually for me to hear who like caught the worst world thing. I'm sure others oh. did, but <laughs> I haven't so heard about it. So that's very exciting to hear. So oh, yeah, I'm absolutely yeah. loving it. I'm so glad it came full circle because I actually worked on season one of Westworld in the visual effects. Yeah. So. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I love it. Emmy award winning. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, 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 you know. Anyway, I just super you know. cool. That's but, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would say within, within just, like the <laughs> first five minutes of playing the game, I knew I was in love. Like, there's Castlevania references. There's references to uh, like Limbo. There's Street. Fight. It's fantastic. It's so yeah. good. Nice. Yeah, and oh, just to clear it up, so you were last on in October, and Guacamole came out last april so yeah, yeah. Okay, okay cool yeah so it had been out for oh. a bit but yeah we were we were very late to the game because we were swamped i was with too and, many and games for penance, I, picked up, I picked up all the dlc as well <laughs> <laughs> for penance. For penance, nice. i love it 
Well, yeah, it's not, I like I, I mean, I haven't been involved in any of that stuff, mostly because I think it also doesn't have much new uh, or as much new like story and stuff. But yeah, it's uh, like mm-hmm. costume packs and stuff. Yeah, but they've been doing yeah, like yeah. subsequent releases and there's like a, a nice uh, retail skew now and there's like the mega edition on everything. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad to see them getting the most out of it because I think it is a great game and they're like packaging it up in increasingly creative ways. So, yep. yeah. yeah, that's great. Nice. Anything, else, anything Mike? else, Mike? Uh, no, that's it for me. Cool. Uh, I, right, my David. list is real short because my parents have been up visiting me for like two weeks straight. Um, you know, they, when they have when you have a kid that lives in New York City, you, you want to like take advantage of that free place to stay in New York. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I've been playing. I've had a little time for Apex Legends, which that game is really good. Um, yeah. And we've talked enough about it already, so I don't have to go into that. And then uh, I've also been playing a little bit of Anthem, which uh I'm not ready to give a review yet because I haven't beaten it, but Mm -hmm. I will say I just really wish Bioware had decided to make a Bioware game instead of whatever (laughs) Anthem is. Um, I don't hate it, but I just, (laughs) yeah, it's Bioware. Like, let's let's, like a destiny game, I guess. It's a lot. It's, it's very destiny. Um, they, I appreciate that they tried very hard to make Fort Tarsus a Bioware kind of experience. Fort Tarsus is like, this little area that you go to in between missions and like, you can go talk to all the NPCs. Um, Mm -hmm. but it just feels so disconnected from what you're doing in the like mission to mission gameplay that Hmm. it, it's just, I don't, I don't even know how I would go about making it more Bioware. Like they did a really good job with what they did, but I just, it's very hard to like it's if you haven't played it and I'm losing my I'm just so disappointed. Okay, so <laughs> I'm trying not to be mean because uh, yeah, I, know I know a lot we, of people worked really hard on it. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I just I I feel like hopefully in the future they can figure a way, figure out a way to reconcile you know, their Bioware heritage with this game that they've decided to create. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, now, is it is it one of those things where when you're in Fort Tarsus, you're, it makes you want the rest of what a Bioware yes. game would be? Yeah. That, that was, I was feeling that that would probably be the case. Like, you know, while you're there, you're like, oh, this is great. I'm really enjoying this. Now, on for the, some Bioware gameplay that fits yeah. in with this. And then, and, and the nope, thing, let's go play a different game. And the thing about it is the gameplay is fun. Um, yeah. They just, That's what I keep hearing. They just... You lose something. One thing that was great about Mass Effect and Dragon Age is that you got to bring two other... I think it was two. Yeah, you get to bring two other characters that you get to talk to with you on missions, too. And so Mm -hmm. they're, like, part of your story, you know, like, into the actual campaign, which helps with that. It helps keep everything feeling connected, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And in, in Anthem, you go talk to everyone in the fort, and then you go with these three other random people... You know, <laughs> and it just feels so like disconnected from each other. And um, mm. so, yeah, like I, I enjoy flying around the beautiful world. Uh, I enjoy shooting aliens. You know, I, I like all that yeah. stuff. Um, and I enjoy walking around the fort and listening to people talk. Um, there's just it just there's just something missing. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I hope they figure it out. I hope EA gives them the chance to figure it out as well um, instead of just like cutting it and you know that's that so yeah fingers crossed okay. i don't hate it 
but I also don't love it. And that's sad for me for a Bioware game. So, yeah. Yeah. So there well, you yeah, go. I think it's one of those games that's going to evolve and get better over time. I hope so. Know? I just, you know, it, assuming EA gives them the chance to do that. So, yeah, I think that's the one of the difficult things about AAA development is it's, you know, these things take like, what, two to four years to make usually, especially if it's a new IP like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're sort of taking bets and trying different genres. And, you know, it's clear there it's like, well, they need sort of a loot driven team based shooter, a destiny sort of thing. And with Apex, which I haven't played, but it's like, all right, we need a better rail thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I get the sense that was probably turned around maybe a little quicker at least. But uh, mm-hmm. they're sort of just placing bets that like these things are going to continually continue to be popular and evolve in the way that they're expecting them to. And they're making a lot of design decisions and things, you know, years ahead of time. And then they sort of mm-hmm. need to also mm-hmm. change uh, course and like, you know, take the car into that the genre goes to. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I would imagine <clears throat> some of that is also just sort of like maybe ea management decision making of like what do we want this experience to be and yeah. maybe bioware bringing as much of themselves as they can to it but ultimately it's like not you know maybe it's not their their strong suit or something um, yeah yeah but I, I haven't played either game so i don't know i'm just i'm just theorizing on like yeah know. you know it's interesting i didn't even think about this i did mention two the two games i've been playing this past two weeks are both ea games i didn't even think about that um apex mm-hmm. is solid it's very good and i don't know if that is it ex- if if that is respawn doing what ea i don't know if we'll ever really know unless some major person gets fired and then decides to start talking about how these yeah. decisions <laughs> get made but um i don't know if apex was like hey Battle Royale is really cool. I kind of want to make let's 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 have a small team make Battle Royale. I don't know. Or well, was maybe, EA like we need you to make us a Battle Royale? Like I don't. Yeah. Well, maybe I that also plays to their strengths more uh, from Titanfall of like moving and shooting and like so mm-hmm. the basics are really good to begin with. So mm-hmm. they just need to make that work in the context of like a large, you know, a large. I don't know what they're called, large team shooter or something. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So anyway, I again, I I just hope that this game sells enough for the bioware to keep going and that we get more bioware because they're talking about all the like they're making another dragon age they said um so like yeah they recently a couple guys in some different talks was it gdc or possibly an interview i, I heard recently but they were talking about uh that mass effect is not dead yeah, yeah. Uh, so, they're gonna be making more mass effect so that's that's interesting yeah. yeah 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 so anyway that's that's what i've been playing i have i hope bioware is okay that's all <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i i love the bioware of old and i i just want them to go back to doing you know mass effect 2 mass effect 3 style games yeah <laughs> that's, all. And dragon that's, all age. I, that's all i want dragon age really good uh, yeah or why not give yeah, us co- so. let's get another kotor in there what the heck yeah. you know shoot get it going yeah so yeah i too have been playing apex legends um I'm, i hooked up for a match or two uh with these jokers well not not you david what um (laughs) but but yeah and uh but yeah really really enjoyed it more than i thought i'm not a big multiplayer shooter guy um you know i'm i'm always the guy who's everyone else is like i'm we're online having fun together join us adam and i'm like no i'm playing god of war all by myself um but (laughs) that's usually me so i for me to get sucked into apex legends is kind of uh kind of rare but it it has that that charm uh some of the charm of overwatch that kind of sucks me in yeah and then and then the the there is something too obviously there's something to the the battle royale 
conceit, right? Mm-hmm. There's something there that, you know, it's just this fun thing that you, you know, uh, you're up against so many people and you're seeing how far you can make it. And if you can win, it's just, you know, pure glory. Yeah. And there, so, there's just enough uh, randomness in it to where you feel like you have a chance. I think that's another yes, part. Yeah. Like there's a chance you drop in and you get like the best gun ever. And like, yeah, you're going to have a might, good match, yeah, you know, like there, there's exactly. just there's like and there's, you know, so it's a very it's a very good genre. I hope we don't get too many more of them uh, in the in the world. Well, but. I, I just think, you know, uh, some people talk a lot about, oh, this is not sustainable. There's too many battle royales. I think it's just if you can get your moment in the sun, right? Yeah. And and get a good player base for a while, that's like equivalent to your game selling well for a, little, a short period of time like a regular retail game would. Yeah, you know? that's so true. I don't, I don't think a ton of battle royale games need to go on forever or have the insane success of Fortnite to be a successful genre. I, th- I just think, you but, know, you just got to have uh, that, that moment. But it yeah. also is, I mean is a battle rail is that necessarily have to be a shooter because you know we just talked about tetris but that's true yeah there's tons of other stuff right there's tons of other genres and yeah uh, and i think that that to me is the space that is most interesting for like the genre to go to Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah maybe only so many shooters are sustainable because those are oftentimes the same players playing these different things but there's a whole ton of other people that don't really play shooters and like that's that's where i'd like to see more innovation that's true I, i just you just gave me a brilliant idea nick i want like a stealth battle royale where everyone is trying to sneak up on everybody else <laughs> <laughs> and sneak up and like your solid battle royale a, yeah like get Ooh. break necks or, or stabby stabby you know mm-hmm. that'll be great yeah. that's actually that'll really interesting <laughs> someone get I mean, on that have to be like in a building or something not not an island yeah, like that'd like, be like everyone's like, like a, military like a, crawling like for like hours man like battle royale oh yeah. battle <laughs> dude this is gonna be amazing yeah. somebody somebody make it so please <laughs> all right so played some apex legends uh also played uh a way out with my buddy justin oh, and, nice. um, yeah so it was awesome uh he he's wounded and that part's not awesome but he's wounded and he it was his birthday and he's like laid up in his house um so i went over there i, I brought some pizza and some beer and we played through basically half the game yeah. in one sitting it was really cool that's nice. awesome and uh we got through like basically the break out of jail part um and that was very very fun so and i i can see we had a our buddy jeremy on the show uh a while back and he was ragging on some of the voice acting and and i can see those <laughs> i can see some of those uh those complaints as being valid but um overall really liked it really liked a way out it's fun so far so mm-hmm. there's a whole kind of b section of the story that i ha- we haven't really gotten into yet mm-hmm. but um yeah that's, At some point, we'll hook up and play the rest online. Yeah, that's about as much as I played. I played a little little ways after prison, I think, maybe a little further than you. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I was actually surprised. I sort of wanted the whole game to be this prison breakout that ends in this dramatic moment of breaking out. But I like pretty early on, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, I guess we're out in the world now. This is not yeah. what was advertised. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I should get back to it. Actually, I was playing online with a buddy, so it was a bit harder to, to, to organize. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. I enjoyed it, yeah. sort of despite the voice acting and the writing, especially. Um, but it's just a weird <laughs> yeah. game because like there's so many little nonsense side activities to go do like you're in a bar and you could walk over and like pick up a hammer and just start like nailing the wall <laughs> and there'll be an animation yeah. and dialogue associated with it and it's sort of silly, like yeah. even if you're playing online it's still split screen so you can see the other player doing it and it's silly to watch them <laughs> like, do it what are you doing but it's over totally there? immersion breaking and it's it's like funny because it's silly but i don't think I, I don't know how intentionally funny it is so like yeah. it's a really yeah. weird thing where like a third of the time in the game 
or and effort in the game is just spent putting towards <laughs> these little side things that don't contribute at all to the gameplay itself so, well, so maybe maybe we had less of that going in my game because uh my buddy had kind of already played through that part of the game oh. once and so he was he was taking me through it and I so see. it all seemed very fluid and cinematic and awesome to me yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah i'm sure there would have been a lot more uh ballet who a lot more tomfoolery <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, had we both been experiencing it for the first nice time. vocabulary uh, yeah, that was good. yeah so. <laughs> And uh, and of course, by the time this episode goes up, I will have also been playing Thimbleweed Park because hmm. I've just downloaded that baby. Oh. So I'm excited for that. That's, of course, Ron Gilbert's Maniac Mansion spiritual successor. Oh, yeah. It was free uh, on was, the uh, Epic uh, Game Store. Yeah, yeah. Free on Epic Game Store. So go ye therefore and download. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I'll, I'll be playing that very soon as well. But yeah so far right now apex legends and a way out nice. there you go the one i'm excited so. for actually that's coming out probably in like 20 minutes uh Whoa. is a- ape out if ape you guys are out. familiar with ape out yeah it's uh, devolver's publishing it it's a bit hotline miami-esque except you're like oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. an ape running around these really like uh vivid beautiful environments with lots of sort of walls popping up in your face and it's just this very like sort of tech, like violent visceral game of like picking up and throwing guards and um yeah <laughs> and uh yeah it seems awesome it's been around for a few years but finally coming out and bennett foddy also worked in it who did like getting over it uh and um, oh, yeah, it seems just nice. super promising so i'm i'm very excited nice. for it. that's awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool all right sweet so i think it is time for the news! Mm. Well done. Yeah. So At good. some point, I need to I need to overdub some electric guitars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll I see where it like goes. Auto tune it. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> um, yeah. So Adam, I will say, course, let's do a real brief news section because we went. I think pretty so. long on uh, what we've been playing. So. Did we? <laughs> oh yeah, thirty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, Sorry. I don't yeah. Know. I'm oh, no, that's great. No, it's fine. No, that's all right. It's I'm going to go ahead and just just keep it to three earth-shatteringly important okay. news stories <laughs> okay. uh, for this fortnight. So, Reggie fils of course, president mm. of Nintendo America, has uh, announced his retirement mm-hmm. to be replaced by Doug frickin' Bowser. I love it. <laughs> what <laughs> what so are happy. the odds that Nintendo is run by Bowser? Like, what? <laughs> it, it just sounds I like the it. premise to the next Mario game. Like, I, I just love it so much. <laughs> oh man that's uh, i mean it's it, reggie reggie had some some great years oh my goodness uh, under his under his watch so yeah there's uh i think it's he's going out on a high note with the switch being as successful as, as it is so that's congrats to him i, I feel and, like there's uh, never been a more memeable president of a video game company ever <laughs> like he is just a, a human meme and i love it yeah. i i mean he's done great things for the company i don't want to belittle like his accomplishments and no no he's no. led he's led america's like a nintendo of america's like company through some tough times through some great times and like i just i i don't know a single person that knows who he is and is like i hate that guy you know what i mean like <laughs> right yeah yeah he seems seems really genuine and you can tell he plays games and he's mm-hmm. cares about what he's working on he's excited and i've also talked to friends who've worked at nintendo and just like say he's a super nice guy oh, in that's awesome. and very pleasant to them and like uh, it seems like just top to bottom was like a genuine dude so yeah, yeah. that's awesome and plus he hear. apparently when he was at pizza hut he helped uh, bring stuffed crust pizza to the world. So, uh, you know, well, yeah, I mean, legacy. That, there's his legacy. So, <laughs> <laughs> his legacy. It's like, it, 
uh, one day he'll be remembered for stuffed crust pizza. Oh yeah, and that whole Nintendo <laughs> thing too. <laughs> so a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers has sold at auction for a record ba- breaking one hundred thousand one hundred fifty dollars. Wow. That's amazing. That's insanity. I should have just kept mine in the shrink wrap. Shrimp. Uh, easy if, for me to say. Shrink wrap. When shrimp I uh, <laughs> yeah. shrimp wrap. Yeah, the, well, the shrimp wrap. Also tried to get that yeah. off the ground at Pizza Hut, but it didn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, derailing the news. <laughs> no, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the cool things about about this story, though. Like, if if you think about it, you know, at, at that time in the eighties, um, Nintendo was just barely making enough product to get on onto shelves. Like, people mm-hmm. were devouring all, all of these cartridges. Like, so the idea that there's almost any sealed games at all is yeah is like incredibly rare. And I and I think yeah. this is one of the few like mat box um, ones. Uh, oh. oh yeah so yeah, yeah it's it's not even like in i don't think originally in like a shrink wrap it's like just like a matte box with like a black label sticker over the top oh wow um, yeah which makes so it cool. very rare hmm. yeah plus most yeah. of the copies of super mario brothers i ever saw either had uh duck hunt attached mm-hmm. to it or duck hunt and uh what was the other game trap gyromite no there was like a there was like a power pad game that you could also get the track and field track and field yeah yeah like there was like a three-pack combo like i've never seen just mario by itself actually oh we had we had just mario by itself when we were kids well i i never i remember even then kind of knowing that we were og and everyone else was like a johnny come lately (laughs) that sounds like the new like oh nintendo walking simulator just mario by himself (laughs) (laughs) walking around just with some just some some moody music you know only <laughs> i played this yeah. <laughs> all right and then finally pokemon sword and shield will release oh, late yeah. 2019 on the switch so this is the eighth gen pokemon game everyone's freaking out mm-hmm. i sent i sent the video to my son he lost it <laughs> he's uh we're gonna have to have him on for elliot's pokemon minute Ooh, where he tells like us it. things we do not understand very quickly <laughs> Yeah, the Pokemon minute. I like it. That's amazing. So, what are you guys' thoughts on this? I think it looks very pretty. It looks pretty. I've never, never played a Pokemon game. Me neither. I played a little bit. Uh, oh, I beat Red way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last Pope. Did you catch them all, though? Oh, That's definitely not. Important. I definitely didn't catch them all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then the last one I played was um, Pokemon X. Uh, on the 3ds so i skipped a ton in between there well you played you played some pokemon go does that not count not really and also i played for like two days that doesn't it doesn't i have a friend that's still playing pokemon go from like oh my my whole family so we were just at disneyland for my daughter's birthday my whole family the whole time we're in line i'm sitting there just like looking around at people Mm -hmm. and they're they're like "Ooh, i caught a voltrex or whatever (laughs) (laughs) i don't know the names Uh, all all yeah. I'm gonna say is I'm very excited to pick the best starting Pokemon in Pokemon Sword or Shield called Score Bunny. So, oh, that, that no, Chimpokomon nope. is the best. <laughs> no, Grokey, Chimpokomon. Don't you mean Grokey? Yeah, but he's the Chimpokomon. Okay, how uh, about uh, how about that Poka movie? Oh my goodness! Oh, the oh, I'm sure I'll be watching it. I'm sure I will oh, be watching the trailer. It soon. It's so weird, though. <laughs> I don't like it's, by, it's don't. by far the most interested I've been in a Pokemon property. <laughs> 
That's true. Yeah, I'll I, give you that. There's like there's like a Pokemon with a giant tongue named Lickitung, and it's <laughs> he's got this like photorealistic tongue, and it's just very disturbing to me. That's why that's why I read you left. Yeah, that's why. You left. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I draw the line. I just do we have to see every taste bud? Do we have to see all of them? I don't know. Yeah, I I, I do like that approach though of like well. We've ordered at least a, a bunch of Pokemon movies in the past. Have you seen any of them? Like, no, I'm not interested. This one has Ryan Reynolds. Like, oh, all right, I'm in. Oh, yeah, let's sure. go. Yeah, I'm let's in. Go. <laughs> all right. Now, is quick side, uh, you know, rabbit trail. Is uh, is a genie technically a Pokemon? Like Will Smith's genie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is he, like, when he goes into the oh. lamp, is the lamp just, uh, you know, kind of the antique version of a Pokeball? Ooh. I mean, maybe, maybe all Pokemon are genies. That's what, That's the real thing. Because they're all being stored in their the, like their figurative lamp, which is actually a pokeball. But like that, yeah. I think you're onto something, Adam. Uh, or we make we, you know, I, I'm just saying, just throwing out free game ideas all day long on this podcast. Uh-huh. Someone makes a nice Pokemon ripoff that's all ba- battling genies. Ooh, that's nice. Wait, are you surmising <laughs> that the, the Aladdin remake is a prequel to Pikachu? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, okay. I'm pretty sure because this, I'm pretty this sure. Pokemon Disney, universe you've created is, is the, and then maybe Godzilla is like the is like the next one in the future. Ooh. And oh, then we get the King Pokemon Kong in there. Years let's later. get King Kong in there, and you know, let's. Yeah. All right, no. after the podcast, Nick, let's start a Reddit thread. We'll get our theories out there. Nice. <laughs> I like it. It, it. it may exist already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for the tweets. Wow. Mike. It's time for Mike Struggles to read the tweets. Also, I'd say an abbreviated tweet section would be... Perhaps. Yeah, Might I be mean, this is, it's going to be real short. Okay. Um, yeah. So, thank you, everyone. Uh, everyone, that's the real word I was trying to use, uh, for writing in. Um, starting off, Ashley wrote in and said, Is there a game soundtrack you really didn't think much about when the game released, but now you think, wow, that was a quality... Soundtrack. I'm going to say soundtrack instead of OST. Yeah, she, she wrote OST, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think for me, it's uh, the work by Trevor Morris for Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, uh, speaking of Bioware. Especially done for the DLC Trespasser. Hmm. Hmm. Um, that's a really good soundtrack. I, I, I would kind of, on that same note, say that that was very true for me for Mass Effect. Um, yeah, that's I, true. The first I one especially. I think about that soundtrack very often. Yep. And then later on, I heard it like outside the game. And I was like, oh, this is actually really good. That theme mm-hmm. song that plays on the title screen is like mm-hmm. freaking iconic. Like I I, yeah. I have it in my head right now. Just like thinking about the game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and the, ma- the the star map, I think, as yeah. well. Super good. Yeah, and for actually, sure. In Spider-Man, the uh, hacking <gasps> minigame music reminded me so much of the star map music. <laughs> That's yeah, what for it sure. reminded yeah. me of. I couldn't <laughs> think of it until right i'm like what does this sound like yeah that is total oh my goodness man yeah that there you go i think uh, my my answer would be um the dr mario music i'm bringing back to dr mario (laughs) um dr mario music of course when you're just playing it you're like this music is pretty annoying actually and then (laughs) then years later amazing uh, my one of my favorite bands 
uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, Pretty and Nice, oh, released I know exactly a song the track you're talking about. Uh, called Mummy Jets. And that song sounds just like the... It's heavily inspired by that song. Mm-hmm. And I all of a sudden realized how much I love Dr. Mario That's music. That's <laughs> incredible. No, I... Yeah, see, my problem is I always pay attention to the music um i mean i will say like some some soundtracks grew on me um like uh like so like the mass effect one for example i i thought it was cool and i didn't really think about it and then like as as i kept playing it grew on me but most of the time i'm pretty like like clue like keyed into the music and i i know like like back when i was playing dragon age inquisition i knew i loved that soundtrack i was like this is so Hmm. good um yeah so yeah i i don't know um I will say the nostalgia for Destiny 1 music for me is really strong now. Um, hmm. Like, especially the music that plays in, like, the social hub. Because I played a lot of Destiny 1, like, way more than I played Destiny 2. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I guess there's a little bit of, like... It, it, nostalgia makes everything a little stronger, so... Mm-hmm. Um, one uh, one shot out I'll give to a game that probably no one is definitely no one's listening to the soundtrack like I have, but not many people have played probably because it released on PlayStation Minis on Whoa. the PSP. Whoa! Uh, oh. And I think it's I'm sure it's on PC as well. I just played on Minis at the time. Uh, a game called Where Is My Heart. Oh. Um, this great game mm. from some some uh, some designers in Denmark and the Netherlands, I think, and. Uh, Anyways, it's a really cute little puzzle game about sort of uh, have three different... It's sort of like Lost Viking style where you're swapping between different characters, but more as a puzzle game where you're on these little hovering islands. You just have to... <clears> or <throat> in the woods, I guess, and get these creatures to the end and sort of stand on each other to reach places. And it's just a single-player oh. game where you're swapping characters. But anyway, it has a super chill, sort of like uh, light, chill, chip y thing. Uh, and it's a beautiful soundtrack. It's only like 15, 20 minutes long, I think. It's like six or seven songs. But I've listened to it like hundreds of times over the years. <laughs> <laughs> listen to it it is like such wonderful like background ambient music just to put on while you're working or relaxing or something is so it called where is my heart where is my heart okay yeah yeah so cool. good yeah have to check that out very cool uh josh bailey wrote in and said i challenge adam to speed run the witness in celebration of it being announced for playstation plus <laughs> <laughs> David, there is no speed running the witness <laughs> David Mike can pick an appropriate punishment for failure to complete the task. There you go, Adam. Um, Well, there's. I I mean, do you know about the end game? Well, yeah. So I, the thing, the thing is, the Mm -hmm. thing is, there's no speed running the witness for me. I can only obsessively play that game. Oh, so this is a you problem. Everything. This is a me problem. I know there are people out there who can. I'm sure. Memorize how all the puzzles go, figure out the the path of least resistance, and beat the game in a in a pretty short amount of time. But uh, for me, I just have to solve everything and explore everything. <laughs> right. so. Well, yeah, I guess all I'm saying, all I'm saying, and, and if someone wants to skip ahead thirty seconds for spoilers, but part of the sort of post post finishing end game stuff is like you don't have a choice; you have to do it. Oh, that's true. You yeah, know, you there, have to do that part timer, super fast. And it's not a thing yeah. you can memorize either. So hmm. yeah, that is, you just have to know the fundamentals yeah, really yeah. well and yeah. be able to think on your feet. Yeah, and so. that's the one thing that I did not do in the game, and so I need to like. I've been meaning actually I want to replay the whole thing from scratch just so I can like relearn the vocabulary of it so that I can tackle that and finish it this time. Uh, Same. Yeah, I did absolutely everything except for that section. I was like, you know what? I think I'm satisfied. (laughs) 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 So I don't know. Maybe I'll double back at some point. 
If if maybe if if you complete this this challenge, maybe I will too. I see. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, Adam, if you don't complete the challenge, I think I've decided that my appropriate punishment is that you have to do one live stream of yourself playing a game, any game. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, on the internet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the place is gross. <laughs> How gauche. Speaking of the gross part of the internet, uh, Casey wrote in and said, when, when are you guys planning to do your AMA with 8chan? Oh, my goodness. Uh, how, probably never. Yeah, no, probably, probably um, never. I'm going to say definitely never. I'm going to put a probably <laughs> there, on there. There has <laughs> never been a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. I, I am, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I see. I, I didn't. I have never heard of this place until I started hearing everyone freaking out about THQ until Nordic. THQ having, on your radar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> having, done a, having done an AMA there. Thanks, so, THQ. Here's, here's my favorite part <laughs> of that whole debacle, right, is they, they post they're doing it. Shout out to Mark. Uh, <laughs> then they apologize for doing it. But in, in the process of apologizing for doing it, they never like remove the link to HM they put up. Oh, man. They never deleted any of the tweets about it. it just they like, like to tweet about don't change for all of the social justice warriors or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's weird. It's a whole super weird. Like, I feel I feel super bad for all the devs <laughs> that are, you know. They have no say in THQ Nordic is like the face of some of their companies now. Yeah. Like, what, are they gonna, what are they gonna do? Hopefully ah, they yeah. will learn very, very quickly from that. Yeah. Um, and our, our last one here is, is pretty interesting. Um Blah wrote in and said thoughts on Amy Hennig on Amy Hennig's recent statements. So mm. and I hadn't heard of these recent statements. You haven't heard of these recent statements. Yeah. Um so the the short version is um Amy said something to the effect of like a single player triple uh, A is like a hard pitch these days. And that th- so obviously people take that stuff. They run to Twitter. They start like losing their minds. How she's so wrong, blah, blah, blah. It's not what she said at all. Right. Like if you go back and you read the Venture Bee article, what she actually said was a game like Uncharted one would be a very tough pitch today. It's it's a single player eight hour campaign uh, campaign with no mm-hmm. online anything um yeah and nothing to like really unlock it's just like it is what it is this this eight hour story we wanted to tell and to try to take that to a company these days when everything has to be bigger and better like even for the single player you know triple a games like people are, are still expecting that to be like 20 hours long now um our god of war was what like 40 god, or 50 yeah, yeah, hours god of war was really long it was like, so long yeah, i couldn't believe huge. it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, even if you even if you take her statements at face value and just in, in uh, just the part that got out about her saying that mm-hmm. that's a hard pitch, like it is a hard pitch. I think it makes total sense why it's a hard pitch, and that shouldn't be surprising. Uh, I don't know. So many games are like built as platforms and built with mm-hmm. uh, you know not trading them in in mind and built with DLC in mind, right. DLC in mind, and like all this is much harder to approach as a single player game, uh, especially if it's not something that's twenty or forty hours long. So. I mean, it doesn't mean they're not going to exist, but I think that's just mm-hmm. her like giving voice to this thing that is happening, actually happening every day in the industry of people mm-hmm. like wanting to make these games. But yeah, as a big AAA project, that is a tough pitch. And like we talked about too, without the double A there, where a lot of that stuff used to exist, like either you've got to go big like God of War or it's going to be a much harder time. Uh, and again, like yeah. even, even Prey, I don't know if Prey was profitable or if there's going to be more things like that, despite it being super well received. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's it seems like the industry is changing. Some of it is prompted by um, what the players want, but then the other side of it is prompted by 
business decisions and wanting people to uh, either spend more money in one particular game or like getting people to just keep coming back to one game over and over. Like this whole game is a platform thing. Um, I I feel like some of that the players want, like destiny was very successful, but, but um, like, I I, I don't know. I don't think every player, I don't think players think that every game needs to be like destiny. Um, And I think, yeah, I feel mm -hmm. like you just like each, each player probably, I mean, people who like those kinds of games, right? You probably just need like one of those at a, yeah. at a given time. Like right? I can't imagine. And then you'll eventually you'll move on to another one yeah. and, and you got other games you're playing. But in a couple you know. weeks, um, we're going to have Destiny 2 still, Anthem uh, and um, oh, what is it called? Uh, Tom Clancy's Division, the Division 2. Those are all yep. the same kind of game. They are all relatively recent. Destiny 2 is older, but they keep adding more content to it. Uh, and like, mm-hmm. I have to choose basically which which one I want to destroy my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so you still have a bounty of choices, even with things being supposedly so difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so anyway, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the what the next few years hold, but it feels like they're going to hold less uncharted one style games <laughs> that's yeah. for sure but also I th- I, i'll I, st- well uh, you know i'm just gonna still be trying to beat red dead so <laughs> you know i think th- for the next few I years think, i don't remember so. the quote at all but sean layton uh to the president of sony uh also recently had or a playstation um said something recently to the effect of like that that's not true for them and that that's a big part of their that's DNA true. As a company yeah. and so that's some and i think they they are sort of best in class anyways in that realm so mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah they're committed yeah, to single player they've definitely proven that with the ps4 uh yeah so, like library that they've been like the first party stuff so yeah mm-hmm. well yeah and with spider-man and god of war and um horizon you know i, I guess you know, horizon is yeah. is also but that's more of an open world um you know, but it's still but a single know, player. I guess. I guess Spider Man is too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All of these games yeah, I mean, are still selling extraordinarily well. It'll be interesting um, seeing like Days Gone, which I think has a bit of a chip on its shoulder and is sure. actually coming out soon. But like, still is a yeah. super triple A, you know, huge single single player thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And them's them's all the tweets. Yeah, I think it is about time. To sell you guys things. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not going to sell you anything, but I will. I will uh, plug the Patreon just a tad. So in 2019, of course, patreon.com slash SBFVGS, we, we modified things just a tad. So now even at the $1 tier, you're, you're getting early access to episodes, typically one to three days early ahead of the street date. Mm-hmm. You can impress your friends. <laughs> um, that embargo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah break the embargo as they say um and, and of course uh, the two dollar tier gets you access to our patreon exclusive minisodes which uh, uh in february we dropped two what because we're playing catch up we're playing catch up so, yeah so two patreon exclusive minisodes um w- uh, the just i'll just tease the names of these things in case you missed them so episode uh minisode five was a sexy ghost named ben and episode six was on love and mass effect so there's a lot of fun uh, weird stuff going on in those minisodes go check them out on our patreon uh, of course you could be watching the show live right now as we record it uh at the five dollar tier um or later watching the archive uh so if 
it's a video podcast for you now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there you have it. There you have it. And of course, there's other tiers if you want to back at more illustrious uh, levels. And we would, of course, appreciate that. Um, yeah, help us hit that next Patreon goal, which is the monthly live streamed community game nights. Um, be fun to play some Apex Legends with you guys. This is this is how David is going to fool me into playing online games, and it's it's by it's by forcing my hand via Patreon. So anyway, Patreon.com/sbfvgs if you guys want to back the show. If not, of course, the show remains free to you. And uh, enjoy, please enjoy. That was a kissy kiss for you it. guys. Yeah. Any direction. It is topic time. Time for the meat and potatoes. But wait, where'd Mike go? Mike is gone. He has uh, abandoned us. He is on a Chipotle mission (laughs) for his wife. (laughs) A noble cause. It is time. It is a noble, the noblest cause. (laughs) (laughs) To blame. That was Um, just the most random uh, Princess Bride. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you caught it. I've ever heard. We just watched it. We watched uh, we watched Princess Bride every Valentine's oh. Day. So, uh, yeah. So you know, yeah. it's right Makes there. Sense. It's right there. So anyway, for the topic this fortnight, we have a question. Actually, two questions. Bonus question is in there too. So I wanted to highlight and see what you guys come up with for a genre that has sadly passed into the annals of history but that you'd like to see making a resurgence. And it doesn't have to be realistic at all. <laughs> it, can be, it can be pie in the sky. It can be something that will never make a resurgence. Mm. But uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about this. And also, bonus question, what, what gaming studio, what studio would be perfect to make it? Okay. Make all the right. game. Well, I've got, I've got one. And there might, be too, okay. there might be just too much nostalgia uh, in my brain, uh, and it could okay. be the worst idea ever. But I really miss the days when, like, first-person shooters were designed for couch co-op, like, uh, like oh. GoldenEye, like, like GoldenEye, Perfect yep. Dark, like Rare destroyed that genre in such a great. Like, they even had a Conquer. Uh, it wasn't really first person, but like it was like in the za- in the same vein as Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. Like you, you just there was just something about it about like sitting in the same room as the person while you're like blasting them. I know that's a difficult thing to pull off now. Like I have Smash Brothers, yeah. uh, Ultimate, and I have not one time had a single person over to play that with me. Um, so like I know this is more pie in the sky than it is realistic, but I just I would just love just i don't know just the idea well it's like yeah like back in the day when you could just co-op the campaign of yeah. halo yeah exactly you know, well, just, i mean that's still a little different so cool. I'm, I'm talking specifically golden eyes multiplayer mode like you know hey don't look at my screen that's cheating like that you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you know and i do i have some friends uh, i have friend of the show miss maya and her boyfriend uh they play apex legends together like that, even mm. though the game doesn't have split screen, they have two PS4s in their living room and they'll like then they, they like talk about screen looking and all that stuff. And like it, you know, like, uh, oh, so man. You're, th- 
peaking. You're thinking, you're, and you're thinking competitive multiplayer. Yeah, I'm thinking competitive okay. multiplayer. Yeah. Have you played? Uh, oh, have you played okay. Screen Sheet? No. What Just is check out Screen that? Sheet. Screen yeah. Sheet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. It's first. It's a first-person shooter that's that's split screen and and is about looking at each other's screens in some ways. You should check it out. Okay. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm writing it down. Um. Right again, now. Again, I think a lot of these genres that feel lost are like lost again because of the like double a not existing but yeah. Indie, yeah. indies are still making them um, that's true but it's just harder to it's harder to like sort through and be aware of them because there's so many games yeah it's Im- almost yeah. impossible that's why you call in that's, Sutton. that's why you, <laughs> that's you call i say in. get me coach usually i just pick up a phone and i yell get me Sutton. Yeah. Oh, that's, the, that's how i do Sutton it or phone in your room <laughs> yeah yeah and then you appear on the podcast yeah. the very next episode. Yeah. Do you like have to pull up yes. a bust of a like a sculpture yeah. and like push a button? <laughs> oh man. That's one of my life goals to get a a bust in my living room somewhere and then I just Fold the head back and, and I've got like a secret phone. phone. Like you talk into my ear and you listen through, <laughs> my, listen through my mouth. It's getting, it's getting more and more get smart. Yes. Yeah. This is great. It's a, it's a shoe um, yeah, I, I would, uh, I'll settle for a shoe. Um, okay. And to answer your question about which developer, well, obviously you should get rare spiritual successor retro to make it. Um, because yeah, they they're just microsoft ruined them they do i don't know i don't know if ruined them like sea of thieves is fun uh well, i haven't played I mean, it since they, they added to them it. to making like you know avatars uh, or connect sports yeah. and stuff for like 15 years for like 10 uh, years it seems like a, a final yeah like a finally to get like a little tease of the real rare but yeah you need more of that yeah exactly we need more of that and it would be nice if microsoft did it but i don't have any hope that they will so that's why i think retro should do it because they're the spiritual rare now you know hmm, they, they, they i feel right. like retro won't rest until they recreate every type of game that that uh that rare has made like they've already got their mm-hmm. you know i guess i guess rare didn't make metroid but they did make a first person shooter so there's their golden eye right um and then retro <laughs> recreated donkey kong country basically uh and there's a rumor mm-hmm. that they're working on a diddy kong racing st- type star fox game um so and, and now they're making metroid and now they're making metroid <laughs> again. again so <laughs> Uh, you know, let, let's get them making a first person shooter with screen, sh- you know, uh, like co- couch co-op uh, or couch competitive. I don't know how, how you say that. Um, local, local, local multiplayer. Local multiplayer. There you yeah. go. Local yeah, competitive you go. multiplayer, I guess. And then maybe they can make another yeah. Star, Star Fox game after that, after all of that. Yeah, I, I still think nothing beats the intensity of like being in the same room, being against each other. And but like we we used to set up two PlayStation ones playing Descent against oh, each yes. other and have the TVs back to back to where you could you literally couldn't see the screen of the other no person but you were right there in the yeah, same room link mode and you're just like it's so tense. We yeah. called it LMD link for descent. Link Mode Descent because you had to buy a link cable to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man, that's that's a, that's taking me way back, Adam. We we me and Adam Nick. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. Me and Adam have known each other since we were in high school. So. Yeah. 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 Anyway, there, there's a long history, a, lot, a long, a long gaming history. Yes, to lean on. that's right. Indeed. Indeed. That's good. Yeah. So, um, Nick, mm-hmm. do you what? What do you have? Yeah. What do you have for us? Mine. Um, I didn't. I didn't know about the topic till a few hours ago. So, <laughs> right. I haven't quite right. been able to stew on it. However, I'm sure I don't know what you mean. I have, I'm yeah. sure I didn't send I that like, to you at 5 p.m. I have, I have a couple of decent <laughs> ideas for it. Um, 
One, I think, is I really want uh, like character-driven extreme sports games um, to come back. Oh, um, ah. because I was a big Tony Hawk guy. Later, oh. I loved Skate a whole lot. I loved SSX. Uh, even games like Sean Murray's Pro Wakeboarding, which I was just joking about on Twitter, is like actually an incredible game that was <laughs> as good as Tony Tony Hawk, but like a wakeboarding game. Oh um, man! Yeah, and there was, yeah you're the one you wrote a book about. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was my that was my joke. But, uh, but it's actually a really good game. And someone should write a book on it. Um, and uh, <laughs> there was something like Downhill Domination is one of my favorite games ever, like a weird mountain biking game. And I think it was, you know, I don't, I don't know, sort of. I guess Tony Hawk was sort of the the progenitor of this and what kicked it all off. But these were a lot of games that I loved for a long time, and then it just sort of went away. Um, and there's been a couple like, you know, there was sort of a, an SSX reboot, and I think things like Rocket League are promising in this realm. Um, but that's more sort of just head to head, and you're a car, you're not a person. That's why I say like character based. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think this is another place that could be rich for like a battle rail style thing. When we're talking about more like think about like a battle rail Ooh. skateboarding game, like that sounds awesome to me like yeah. the old sort of tony hawk like tag different parts of the level and have to score higher on you know on different parts to like capture it <sighs> like that as a battle rail i don't know like that's awesome this is just a place that uh was a really rich genre for a long time and i associated with like sort of like when playstation made games cool you know and like they were mm-hmm. already fun and we played them and then playstation came along ps1 launch and, and and ssx or i guess even before that the uh 989 um what was it called the like extreme series or whatever oh uh, of mm-hmm. snowboarding like some of those helped like make games cool and i associate a lot of these extreme sports games with actually being cool games and not mm-hmm. in like a not in like a cheesy extreme sports <laughs> kind of way but yeah in, like so extreme were, yeah like there were some of the first games that have licensed soundtracks yeah um, yeah right and, and i mean these just, are some of the first games where you would play for a little bit and then you look down you're wearing a leather jacket and you're drinking a mountain dew <laughs> exactly. and it was like it was amazing yeah oh i remember that uh, <laughs> i still have that jacket and that mountain um, <laughs> was uh yeah Jim Moto, would that count i mean there's no person associated yeah, oh, man. yeah, yeah okay yeah, i love it i exactly, love yeah. man jet moto i loved yeah. those games the first two i don't know if they made more they probably did love those games <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, I think there's just sort of a degree of player expression um, that came with that that I really enjoyed and like a sort of a physicality and um, had a lot of good, like a lot of those games had good like game feel early on before that was a thing that people thought yeah, much about. that's in, true. In, in 3D games, I think. Um, and even just thinking right now, actually, I think one that would be really cool to see do a take on this is Platinum Games, oh. um, who are sort of mm. the masters of, of game feel and, you know, 60 frames yeah. per second, like crazy action and Devil May Cry is about to come out but i think maybe them doing an extreme sports game i'd be very excited about um and the one other one i'll throw out that i thought of as a second place maybe is virtual pets uh which has never really been much of a thing Mm. since like tamagotchi even um and there's been like nekawatsume and some other things uh, that have been little like cultural blips from time to time nintendo had that dog game once a long time exactly that was huge um but i think especially like i'm i I'm constantly wanting a thing on my phone to like check in on and have some interaction with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like nothing is quite done it the right way for me. And I think there probably is a bunch on, on the phone, but I feel like if there's one I haven't heard of, then it hasn't sort of broken through to the rest of gaming culture. Yeah, that's something that true. We all wanna, outside again, of mm-hmm. like Natsume a couple of years ago, but I, I think this is just a place that's like rich for more, especially sort of uh, asynchronous uh, other player socialization oh, stuff. Interesting. Um, so yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels like a, another rich vein that has been sort of dormant. Yeah. yeah. 
I like it. I let's like get our it. Uh, let's get our Tamagotchi 2019 in here. Well, yeah. What could they do now? You know. What about an extreme sports Tamagotchi? <laughs> what if it's Tony there Hawk go. in there? Yeah. Oh, you have man. to keep Tony yeah. Hawk alive. <laughs> Tony Gotchi. Tony Gotchi. Oh, <laughs> and he's just like there he's getting was. old. And he's not oh, as good anymore. No. You gotta like, oh, Tony Hawk's got to go to the bathroom again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to make sure he takes his back pill yeah. so he can do his uh, his uh, whatever oh, his nine no. nine twenty or whatever. Or like, yeah, I would totally play game play a game that was just like a like a snowboard management sim where I was just like curating <laughs> the life of a snowboarder, and then he goes off and does his runs, and I don't play that part. <laughs> or you're just servicing like the lift motor. Oh my goodness, you know maintenance. the ski lift, and then they get on and they do amazing do runs. some maintenance on it. Make sure that thing is running <laughs> oiled up. You know. That's, that sounds kind of like those like uh, Japanese run a train station yeah, kind of games, or, like, where it's like a sim. tycoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. make sure the trains are running on time. <laughs> there was a version of I that can't. where it was uh, running Disneyland rides. You had to make sure oh, the wow. Disneyland ride was running on time, and like if there was like a, a oh, like a man. mechanical error, you had to like take that car off the line and put. Wow. It was it was intense. I don't even remember. I think it was a web game, like a web based. Oh, but, okay. Uh, it was like so. It was all like just really basic visuals, but the concept was like Sounds very. Wonderful challenging and, and i'm imagining like instead of the ui it's all built into the game so like there's like a teacups ride <laughs> and you're turning up the speed and there's a kid and like you go too fast and like vomit starts coming out of his mouth and you have to like dial it down to a speed where it goes back in and just stays in his mouth it's like the, just the right speed <laughs> it just stays in his oh. mouth that's well that's the beauty of the teacups is because the centrifugal force forces the vomit back down your throat oh, there you that's go. how they keep him so clean oh, excellent <laughs> See, you, know, you must have played this game already. Oh, <laughs> only in real life. <laughs> only in real life. So, Adam, did you have one? <laughs> yeah, I did. So, um, my genre. So, basically, I remember playing a ton of these as a kid. I loved them to death, and then they slowly started to go oh, away. No. And then I get that it's just. It's just, you know, what the kids are paying for. What are the kids paying for? They're not paying for the side scroll and beat them up anymore. Right. But I was there was playing the NES Classic the other day, playing some Double Dragon. <gasps> and I was like, man, I miss the days of like Ninja Turtles beat em ups, Simpsons beat em ups, where you're just cruising through the streets and you're beating up any, anyone who approaches you. Yeah, X-Men. And uh, yeah, X-Men had a great beat em up back in the day. I, I mean, I was just thinking of like, Right now, I would absolutely go sink a ton of quarters into a Bob's Burgers beat em up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like that'd be so much Adam, fun. I ha- I'm or, about to make you know. your day. By the way, do you remember that Genesis game, Streets of Rage? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. I hear. I heard something about Streets of Streets of Rage. They 4, are making it? Streets of Rage Four. It's due out in 2019. Oh man, uh, it looks beautiful. So too. Yeah, it does look gorgeous. Beautiful. So Being developed by Lizard Cube and Guard Crush Games. I did Google this. Yeah. I didn't know it yes. off the top of my head. Oh man, because uh, me and my brother Lizard Cube did the really pretty Monster Boy remake. Oh, um, okay, that's oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, and there have been a, f- a couple of remakes of like you know uh, some of the Ninja Turtle ones and. Uh, I think you could buy the X-Men game on Xbox Live but, Arcade. Yeah, but you want new ones. Yeah. I want new, like high budget, 
high production value. And I think the closest I got recent in recent memory was the Scott Pilgrim. Oh, that was pretty yeah. good. That was but also that was a good like game. That was really fun. Now, so yeah, recent. I guess, oh gosh, yeah. I guess another really old one, but Alien Behemoth, or sorry, Alien Hominid. Back to oh the yeah, the Behemoth was really good. Yeah, that was. But, that was I don't think I played did you that one. Play, really? Yeah, it's pretty good. No. I, that's like that was right in the sort of indie golden age of like 2008 to 2010. That was one of the big summer right. arcade games. That was a super great, like exactly that. Um, a little nice. more of a sh- sh- side scroll, like you had a laser gun, yeah, instead yeah. Of, and you like chomped on it. It was almost of a beat him up. It was almost an mm, earthworm gym kind of game as well, like with because the way sure. you had the gun and stuff. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it, it was good. It was a good game. I even played I that one, Adam, and local local co op, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I guess I, for the studio, I would just, I guess we'll just go with who, uh, the team that made Scott Pilgrim. I think it was Ubisoft Montreal that oh, made that one. Okay. So, nice. um, uh, yeah, they they did a great that's job. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it, it seems like there's a lot, there's a lot in the gaming, in our gaming history that seems like it's kind mm-hmm. of been a little bit, uh, for a little while, like if you'd asked me this question a little bit over a year ago, um, I would have been like, I want another game like Mario 64 because we haven't really had a Mario game like that for a long time. But then Mario mm-hmm. Odyssey came out. So now we basically have had. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, okay. Third person, like uh, platformers. Uh, well, we've had, you know, a few great ones. Uh, you know, we had a great Zelda game. Um, there's been, I, I mean, I, I still would love a, a proper Road Rash sequel. Oh, I, I think. Um, I think for that for that sort of uh mario thing though it's specifically sort of a non-combat based um which makes me think like things like snake pass oh, uh, which i haven't played a lot of yeah are probably in that genre and then maybe the uh ukulele game as well yeah ukulele um, also sort of rare related but that's true yeah. um, um i actually have been waiting i for some reason ukulele came out and i was like well i have to play it on the switch so i waited for the switch version uh and then I just never got it for some reason. And I, I'm starting to feel mm-hmm. like I should probably get it now. It's it's time. I need I need a collectathon in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I also have been like itching to play so, a hat in time, which I have never oh, played, yeah. but I've heard is really good. And also I think they're making a switch version of that as yep. well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, looks good. So maybe I'll just go nice. all crazy on collectathons. Maybe it's time. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I would say like uh I would have said my my most missed genre is the cinematic 2d platformer oh. a la flashback or another world but i mean we have um the last night oh. coming hopefully this uh, year so hopefully. i mean I, I can't uh it looks so so yeah. good and i can't what wait is that other one that was on like kickstarter right now um another oh, flashback-esque game yeah I'll, oh I'll uh there's Ner- uh, naruto boy or naruto boy uh that looks Am I awesome saying that too. Wrong? noita i think or not, not sorry, no, it is a different game, but yeah, that one, Narita Boy, yeah, yeah. Is this totally. the part of the show uh, when we Google things, Adam? That's what I'm doing. Yeah, Narita oh, Boy. Luna- Narita Boy yeah. looks amazing. The one I was thinking of uh, is called Lunark. Lunark. How do you spell oh, Lunark? Okay. Mm. Yeah, I guess the campaign just ended actually like a couple days ago, but it looks very similar to the things we're talking about. Oh. Check it out. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I just go. Huh? We're All just right. like looking things up now. <laughs> there you go. I was waiting for that Canary jingle. Canary games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, very nice. cool. All right, I've got a lot of homework to do after this episode. I know. See, see, that's what. If you ever start feeling like, 
Like a, your your favorite genre has passed you by and it's gone forever. You call in Sutner. <laughs> call, call Sutner, and, and he'll he'll tell you the indie games that pick, are pick doing that exactly weird what red you crave. In your room, that you've always wondered what. <laughs> Speak into the ear. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I'll come and drop some bombs on your podcast. <laughs> All right. End of the show plugs for all. Where can we keep up on all things Mr. Nick Sutner? Um, at N Sutner on Twitter, uh, N-S-U-T-T-N-E-R, mm. and at The Splunky Show if you want to listen to my game design podcast that is... Uh, you know, has the umbrella of Splunky, but isn't really about Splunky. Um, and we, uh, last episode, we had uh, Justin Ma on from Subset Games, who made Into the Breach, um, and I thought that was a pretty great episode. Oh, very cool. And then just this week, uh, the one going up um, that should be up by the time this is out uh, is with Tanya Short of Kit Fox Games. Um, so we've had some pretty awesome guests on recently. A few episodes ago, we had Richard Garfield on, the Whoa. creator of Magic the Gathering and Keyforge and nice. a million grade board and video games. So um, yeah, that's been going well. So anyway, it's at the Splunky Show on twitter awesome awesome or on itunes all, all right <laughs> yeah definitely check those out um and also of course we have uh you got to make sure you check out the reformed gamers podcast uh featuring friend of the show logan sharp who we've had on the show um they run a delightful gaming podcast over there at the reformedgamers.com or you can follow them on twitter at trg podcasts and thank you guys for your support um and of course you can keep up with us at sbfvgs.com that's where you can find links to our episodes our social media twitch channel merchandise and more um if you like what we do and you like to see us doing more of it the best way is to support to support the show <laughs> easy for you to say are supporting us <laughs> on patreon.com slash sbfvgs or subscribing on twitch or leaving us a delightful itunes review or you mm. know what this one's oh, yeah? even easier tell a friend oh. tell a friend Bring a friend to this podcast next time. There you go. There you go. Ha- have a little, have and yourself a, a little uh, listening party where you invite them over, yeah. play it on your uh, Amazon Echo. <laughs> you know, we're on Spotify, so it's really easy to get us on your Amazon Echo. Uh, no, ha- have the have the podcast pressed onto vinyl so you can you really can impress that. them when I you mean, put it on. You'll never hear Adam's, <laughs> you know, dulcet tones more rich and warm than on pressed onto a vinyl. So. Then recorded into my digital audio workstation and then oh, pressed yeah, to sure. vinyl. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, it doesn't... That's <laughs> what, an MP3 to vinyl. That's what all the records are nowadays anyway. Spoiler alert, all you hipsters out there. All your yeah, vinyls are digitally true. recorded anyway. So, anyway. Well. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, did I just burst everyone's bubble? That was an odd, that was an odd <laughs> rabbit trail. But a very special thanks to Eric Kruger for our podcast logo and for his handsome face. Thank yeah, you Mike's for that. not here to to make noises about it, how handsome his face is. Oh, <clears throat> nice. There we go. And of course, for being producer tier. Thank you, Eric. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at SBFVGS Podcast. I'm on there at as well at Barry White. That's B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. Nick, of course, is N. Sutner. And of course, feel free to send me a PSN friend request. I'm Barry White on but there. But he'll as be well. too busy. Play some, play some Apex. He'll be too busy brooding to do any gaming with you. <laughs> <laughs> I may I may be brooding. I may be playing um you know red dead or something but i have been playing apex so if you spot me on there send nice. me an invite i'm i may be i may be persuaded oh. so and of, of course uh thank you very much nick for being back on the show yeah. third time thanks for having me 
semi-regular. <laughs> it's always a great time. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It's always a pleasure having you. Excellent. So, we'll have to have you back again soon. Thank you. I would love to. Cool. Nice. Maybe, right. maybe after E3, when I'm sure there'll be lots of weird stuff to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a brilliant idea. Brilliant. Let's do it. Cool. All right. And that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 116. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more semi-regular podcast <laughs> episodes and featuring talk on gaming. Hit us up with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Hey, goodbye. goodbye, everybody. Yay! Yay! Bye-bye. What about an extreme sports Tamagotchi? <laughs> what if it's Tony you Hawk go. in there? Yeah. Oh, you have man. to keep Tony Hawk out. alive. <laughs> Tony Gotchi. Tony Gotchi. Oh, <laughs> and he's just like there was. old and he's not oh, as good anymore. No. And you gotta like, oh, Tony Hawk's got to go to the pills. bathroom again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to make sure he takes his back pill yeah. so he can do his, uh, his uh, whatever, oh, his nine, no. 920 or whatever. <laughs> Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.